We are Saxon and Nico. And in November 2021, we went to the COP26 in Glasgow to interview different voices, including decision makers, scientists and environmental activists. We attended COP26 as part of the research for our series, Mission Find Aral, which tells the story of the Aral Sea. In the space of 40 years, the Aral Sea turned from the world's fourth largest lake to the world's youngest desert. Despite the fact it is considered by the UN as one of the worst environmental disasters of the world, it is a situation lesser known by the general public. At COP26, we wanted to learn about the other lesser known environmental issues and about what actions and solutions are needed for a better future. Thank you very much. My name is Ephraim Mwepiashtuma. I'm currently the delegation leader for the Zambian delegation, but substantively I'm director for the Department of Climate Change and Natural Resources in Zambia. Uh, but this week, within the negotiations, I've also assumed the chairmanship of the African Group of Negotiators. Brilliant. And reading about uh, Zambia's climate, I understand that you've had uh, long periods such as 18 months without rain in certain areas, then going to big floods, which I think happened this summer, um, which were devastating. So could you talk a little bit about um, how climate change is affecting your country? Now you are right, the climate has become erratic of late. It's either the onset is very late, for, for example, and then the cessation or the end of rains very early. But in some cases, like the period you are referring to, you receive intensive rain and then you, you may have drought. That is what is happening. And um, in the past 20 years or so, we've had a cyclic uh, episodes of droughts, probably two continuous years, and then you have floods in the next one. So it is something that is making it very difficult to plan, particularly our agriculture, because the bulk of our agriculture production is rain-fed, irrigation is, is not so much widespread. Right, thank you. And how do you feel about coming to such a, such a place such as COP and negotiating with other countries? Because uh, in reading, I understand that Africa as a continent only contributes around 4% of uh, you know, the greenhouse gas emissions. So how can you uh, negotiate and explain you know, uh, what you would like from the other countries. Yeah, that, that's a point. I've been in the negotiation for close to 20 years now, since 2012. That's the frustrating part because you literally have to explain and write back to say, for us, this is a matter of life and death. It's not something that we just hear for academic purposes. It is real. People are dying. Food production is affected. Uh, but we're making progress in a number of areas. We're making progress like in here on, on a few things and hopefully we should be able to conclude because Glasgow just has to conclude particularly on the market mechanisms. If we don't in Glasgow, it will not send a good message to the private sector and the carbon market itself, that will just collapse if there is no outcome. On the, the and that is important because the outcome on Article 6, for example, will stimulate the carbon market and improve the level of ambition from, from the countries. Thank you. And can you um, can you maybe talk about uh, how? What I want to say is, in terms of the positive projects going on, I understand that there are a number that the government are working towards. Can you tell us about um, some of the the ones that you're most passionate about, perhaps on the front line that 
give you the optimism and belief to keep fighting and doing what you're doing? Yeah, we, we're doing a mapping to ensure that we have a clear picture of the projects that are being implemented. Because as you know, it's not only government. There are a lot of the civil society, community interventions, our cooperating partners. But the key highlights that I can give, for example, we have one funded by the GEF, Global Environment Facility, which we are doing in the wetlands, two of our important wetlands, that's Bangaulu and, and Lukanga. It is about enhancing the capacity, the adaptive capacity of the communities and the, exactly the indicators that we were discussing there. So we have an ecosystems-based adaptation project in Lukanga and Bangaulu swamps. These are swamps of, these are wetlands of international importance under Ramsar and it is an important one. It's not that big, it's about 6.1 million US dollars, but to the communities that means a lot when those interventions are put on the ground. Then we have others that are focusing on agriculture, focusing on water. So we do have a few interventions, but the, the scope of the challenge is such that we need more. We need more projects and we need more interventions to address the question. I heard at the end of this uh, presentation there was a question about collaboration in the region. Um, can you talk a little bit about how with your closest neighbours you are working together and how you would like to work together in the future? Yes, we, we're working together. We have a number of interbasin or transfrontier partnerships, particularly she was referring to the Zambezi. As you know, the Zambezi is, is a hallmark of Southern Africa in terms of the region. So there are a number of interventions that focus on uh, transfrontier conservation, for example, but also interbasin uh, water management because we share that water system not only the Zambezi, the Kafue, the Luapula and all that. So there are a lot of interventions that ensure that we, we coordinate it. And SADC, it is true, are helping to bring us together. Just to follow on this, like, you know, river and transboundary rivers and lakes are like, like such an important point for. Um, and this happened in many, many regions in the world. So, like, what, you know, successes and what um, projects implemented in the region, you know, through the Zambezi, through the Kariba Lake, like, what projects and mechanisms could you teach to other countries in the world or the region? I think one project that I can highlight is the Lake Tanganyika Development Project. Was this involved? four riparian states, that's four countries that share that lake. It's an important lake to us. So you have Congo Diara, you have Zambia, you have Burundi, you have Tanzania. That's a project that was funded by the African Development Bank and it is done very well, both in restoration and ensuring that the, because the issue is was sedimentation there because of the socio-economic activities along the banks and whatever, that has reduced significantly. And that's important because if you share a water body, it doesn't matter what you do on the other side. If the other countries are not doing the same, then those challenges are just transferred. That affects you, particularly in terms of sedimentation. So we've benefited quite a lot. It's still ongoing. It's in phase two. I think that's a lesson that we can share with you. To, to people that maybe haven't visited uh, Zambia or even the continent of Africa, uh, such as myself, actually, um, do you have any sort of closing messages about why it's something that we should 
uh, be thinking about and really take seriously and be passionate about? Yeah, well, Africa is a diverse continent, as, as you know. You have 54 countries, different agroecological circumstances. And so the solutions are also diverse that need to be put in place. We are not like you would have in some continents where, for example, Europe, that the difference is not so much, but Africa is, is diverse. And so even when we advocate for solutions, we find that it may not be easy. It's not a one-size-fits-all, because what would be required in the Sahel, for example, would be different from what would be required on the coastal zone of Mozambique or in Mauritius, which is an island. And so that, that is the complexity of the continent and why the vulnerability is higher because of, because of that. Thank you. Super. Brilliant. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah, you. Very, very inspiring. Yeah. Thank you.